could all die today. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Before we get into today's action, I want to direct you guys to the show notes where you can find the link to our Discord page. On this Discord page, we chat between the weeks in which episodes are dropped. This is a place where you can talk about your favorite games, talk about Dungeons and Dragons, you can connect with the cast, or you can vote in upcoming polls to do with Season 2 and also to do with our Twitch stream. So guys, once again, that link is in the show notes below. Make sure you come in and say hi. All right, let's get to the episode where Halrod, Key, Zendardus, and Felix are trying their best to track down an evil entity that seems to be taking over the Undercliff region. Zendardus and Halrod, you stand looking as well as Felix and Key. What would you all like to do? Well, I can get us all in there without them knowing. I can cast Pass Without a Trace. And we can assess the situation in there and plan accordingly. Mm. We've got to stay close to We'll get as close to the farmhouse as well. And we can, and then we can establish how many numbers they have. Anyone else thinking this is almost definitely a trap? Only one way to find out. Well, you know, if everything goes to shit in there, I just need you to cast a... Uh, a ball of light at the goblins, that'll make him scatter. I can do that. Goblins don't like light. Oh, they won't like my fist. Nope. Alright, so Key, you begin casting your pass with that trace. What does it look like as you cast this energy spell? So it, it's it's almost like a, a shimmery veil. Like um from from the outside, it it, it looks like just uh just um sort of like shimmers basically looking like a reflection from what's what's the surroundings or just sort of like a transparent sort of mirror whereas from our perspective moving within the realm of the past better trace things just look a little bit blurry but we are fully able to see what's what's happening and we can see each other i'll get you all to roll stealth checks as you approach from the south you get plus 10 30 26 the stealthiest Halrod uh, has ever been. Natural 20 plus 6 plus the 10, so 36. Nice. God damn it. And key. 24. So you begin making your way through these undergrowth. The grass in this area seems to be unkept and weedy as it sometimes passes above some of your heads. Yours definitely, Halrod. Oh, yeah. As you pass these tufts, you can see old farm equipment that seems to be broken down and in disrepute you make your way over to the lower fence in the southern side of this farm and you climb it and you see what remains of these dead crops that still seem to be sort of hanging enough to obscure your way you don't appear as if you're seen by anybody approaching and the light continues to flicker on your approach you don't seem to see any movement either you get to the middle of the field and you stop to survey your surroundings again what would you guys like to do? Gonna make a perception check to see if I can find any goblins hiding in stealth. Go for it. So Zen, you look around and you're just distracted by the stars because outside of the city, it is beautiful. 
Like you're looking at stars you'd never really seen before. You can see the dark purples swirling with the blues and the blacks uh, in this night sky. Halrod laser focused and trained and attuned at fighting goblins. You can see one seems to be perched on the roof. There seems to be one patrolling the fence line to the north. And that's the only two that you see. Two goblins. One's on the roof and one's patrolling the fence line to our two o'clock. Well, if we avoid the patrol, okay, it's too risky. Unless we can kill him really quickly, we risk him running away and alerting everyone else. I'm of mind that we continue just to, because we don't leave any tracks, so this patrol won't see that we've been passing through. I think we just continue on inside. Okay. Mm, Okay. Question is, how do we want to enter? Uh, from where we are, moving up to the um, farmhouse, is there any window? So you can see the the actual paddock you're in. The fence connects to the farmhouse directly. And on the southern side of the farmhouse, you can see one large window, probably five feet wide by five feet wide. that seems to sit on the back wall. And that's where you can see the torchlight coming out of uh, the firelight, natural firelight. So there is that window there. Um, there doesn't appear to be any glass in it, however and the crossbeam of it seems to be snapped and broken. You begin making your way towards that window as quietly as you can. As you get closer as well, you watch as the goblin on patrol around the northern fence begins moving along its length and begins making its way back to the farmhouse and then moves its way back again. With your stealth checks, you sort of buttress yourselves up against various crops and old machinery, and you're unseen. As you make your way to the window, Felix, you peer inside. And immediately in the firelight, you can see three beings. One, a large, hairy individual that seems to be about six feet tall. You can see across his back, there seems to be a long, shining scepter or staff that seems to be of black. There seems to be this black crown on the top of it and these red veins that seem to run down in arcane light that's just ebbing. And that seems very out of place on a creature like this because you look towards his hip and you can see an old... um, club basically that has these bones that seem to be sharpened into a weapon and that seems more like his style at his feet on their knees tied up and gagged you can see an old gentleman that fits the description of a priest you can see that he's wearing brown and white robes and as he's lying there he's got a bloodied face and you can see that he's almost unconscious like he's going in and out of consciousness and the last person you see in the corner you can see this black robed figure The black-robed figure seems to have a golden or coppered hand and you can see that he has long black hair that seems to go down past his shoulders. And the most disturbing thing about this individual is you can see one of his eyes is completely blue and really, really iridescent blue and the other half of his face from about the middle forehead across down part of his nose just seems to be a skeleton-like skull as if the flesh has been ripped away. I make a check to see if I tell what. Roll an arcana check. Is You have a look at this individual and you can see his copper arm is intriguing and you look towards his face, it just looks like a wound, like a, a torn away wound. Uh, you can see that the eye in the socket is still iridescent and blue as the other one is, but it seems to be inlaid in this 
skeleton-like skull, just half of his face is like skeleton-esque. And he's got this long black hair that covers his face as well. And as you look and you see this, you sort of duck straight back down and you listen. And all of you can roll perception checks. We heard of anyone with this kind of description in the field at all? You guys know about Delnak because um, yeah. Arden, Arden basically said Delnak's on the rise. But, uh, yeah, but did we get a description of what it looks like or is it? I'd say it's been readily posted through the. But looking at him, we know. He's dark, he's mysterious, he's powerful. I got a 14. 23. <laughs> Five. 13. Okay, so Key and also Alrod, you hear the entire conversation in its entirety. You pick up parts, Felix, and Zen, you're just too weirded out looking at all the goblins. But you hear a dark, gruff voice, a voice you know to be the bugbear, the bugbear known as Overbite. And as he speaks, he says, Master, I've brought him as you requested, but he says that he doesn't know nothing about no sanctuary's bond. He watches the individual moves towards him in this darkened space. He watches his eyes flash green and he looks towards him and he says, I have given you a great gift overbite, a scepter upon your back. Once belonged to a fine mage. Wasn't given easily. And you're telling me that you can't even make an old man speak. A thousand apologies, sir. But as I said, the old man says that he doesn't know. And apart from killing him, I've already removed some of his fingers. What more do you want from me, sir? And you watch as the man moves over and he says, Well, that, that I can attest to. I suppose you've done as good a job as I can hope from an oaf like you. Upon hearing that, like, you know, how Rod's fighting to contain his rage, just about ready to burst. You watch as you hear the sound of a magical spell happen and you hear group just sort of writhe, not writhe, but like moan in fear. As he rises, you see a green flash of energy and you can see through the cracks of the wood that he is levitating and you watch as Delnak says to him, this man known as Delnak, says, Now, you old fool, you were well versed in the giving mistress's ways. I need to find a place place special to her, a place known as the Sanctuary's Bond. All those devout to Mardol know where this location is. Now if you are chosen by her to lead her temple, we'll know where this is and you will tell me, or you will die. You watch as he sort of struggles and he says, I, I've heard legend of it, but, but I've, I've never... Laid eyes on it myself. I, it's said to be a myth. And you watch as Delnak looks to him, his head cocking to the side, and he says, Oh, it is no myth, fat priest. And I need something that resides within something hidden from me long ago. He watches the bugbear sort of stands up, raises this scepter, this red light mixes with the green, and he says, 
you better tell Master or it'll be your feet to go next. And you watch as Delnax says, now, now, overbite. Now, now, he is a guest in our house. We must treat him as such. And you watch as he looks towards overbite. And he says, perhaps some more persuasion is in order. And you watch as this green flash occurs and it blinds you, pierces through every crack in the house. You guys are illuminated with green light and you hear this screaming coming from inside and then silence. You watch as a thud breaks the silence. You watch as Overbite breaks that silence and says, that was possibly the most powerful attack I've ever seen. <laughs> he looks towards Delnak and Delnak looks towards him and he says, I have no more use for you. Leave. Do I get to... Can I keep... He looks and he says, You may keep that weapon if you promise to give as much trouble to the people of Undercliff as you can. Because the last thing I need is more heroes meddling in my affairs. You are a pawn to me, Overbite. And even pawns can be useful. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And you watch his footsteps are heard. But you also hear this arcane... And then the green light vanishes from the room. And you just hear. <laughs> oh, what a beauty. I'm not much of a magic user, but this. Oh my goodness, this is going to be sweet. And you watch as he exit and he says something in Goblin. Do you guys understand Goblin? Mm. Well, he says something in Goblin and you watch as three goblins jump down from their patrol and you watch as a body is being dragged behind these three goblins. And you watch as one of them basically drags him to uh, a ditch on the other side and they roll him down the cliff. And you watch as they sort of dust their hands off and they laugh. <laughs> Fuck this. Overbite! <laughs> Roll initiative. <laughs> as this bellow echoes through this abandoned farmland, uh, the only light inside being the torchlight within the room and also the red energy coming off this staff that Bugbear seems to be wielding. You hear the laughter of the goblins and a bellow from Halrod ring out, calling out Overbite's name. And at that, Felix, you are set to act first. Your position's still hidden at this minute. This seems very personal to Halrod. So I'm going to go straight over. So as you run along the fence line, you head towards the uh, east of this uh, farm where the goblins seem to have thrown the body of group, and there's three of them in a pack and you can get towards one of them if you'd like to. Yep. I will just start attacking. Go for it. 15, the first. 15 will hit, yep. Uh, Six points of radiant damage. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'll spend a key point to do two more radiant attacks. Go for it. Roll them up. 18 for that one. 18 hits. A natural one. Eight points of damage. So you jump into this crowd of three goblins and just start jumping, punching and hitting and you just see flashes of light coming from uh, the side of you guys. Uh, is that your turn? Yep. 
All right, that then brings us to Halrod's turn. And Zendatus, you're on deck after that. You've gone too far this time, Overbite. It's time you meet your end. Swift death to those who have wronged me. And I pull out my oath bow and I level it at um, bottom Overbite through the window. Mm -hmm. And I roll 13 plus 4, which is 17. 17 is what you need. Okay, and then that's uh, 14. So it's 14 plus 6, so it's 20. 20 points of damage as the arrow fires into his shoulder blade and he jerks forward and he looks straight around you and he says, Oh, Halrod, I was hoping to see you. I've got a new toy to show you. As he shakes it at you. So do I, you ugly old bastard. Let's do this. You don't have to be so mean with your words. We're old friends, you know. And he points the staff directly towards you. Uh, that brings us to Zendardus' turn. Uh, yep, I cast Hex on him. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to trigger... No, I'm going to aim for a strength. That way, if you want to, you can you have advantage on ripping it away, or at least he has disadvantage if you want to try and rip away the uh, staff. staff. Yeah. And that'll give me an extra D6 on the mind sliver that I cast. He rolls a natural 20. <laughs> as you go to cast this spell on him, he looks towards you and you watch as the spell seems to take hold, but you watch as the staff glows, his eyes glow, and you watch as that star-like force is just pushed out of his brain. And it's almost like he's sort of taken over by this energy for a second and then he relaxes. I tried to net you an extra D4. Sorry. <laughs> All right, that brings us to his turn. He levels his staff at you, and as he levels it towards you, you watch as it glows red and changes shape. And as it changes shape, its staff hilt shortens, and the knob on top of it just grows larger, and you watch as it becomes this massive mace. And as he looks towards you and swings it in your direction, he just sort of swings it around and smashes it into a chair, and you watch as the chair just <laughs> illuminates in fire. He'll make his way towards you, and he's going to smash you through the window to, and he's just going to collide with the wall at the same time. Uh, so uh, the first one is going to be a 27 to hit. Oof. Uh, roll 25. And the next one is going to be a 18 to hit. So the first one will hit, but the second one won't. Okay, so the first one bashes through the wall and splinters through half of the wood and you watch as it hits you. You take 19 points of bludgeoning damage and fire damage as you get hit directly into the chest and you watch as your parts of your body begin to catch on fire. Uh, you are currently on fire. And at that, that will end his turn as he just sort of pounds on his chest. You watch as his eyes glow red as this mace that he's holding with this massive black crown and red veins throughout it just begin to burn with energy. It's Key's turn. We definitely need to get that away from him. So um, can he see me, Neil? He can see you now. Okay. Window, so I can't maneuver to get behind him. I'd say that you can because you just blasted a massive five-foot hole through there. Okay. You All guys right. smell smoke as the fire begins to emanate through this building too. So I'll move. I'm going to move in, mm -hmm. but I'm going to stand in the corner. Yep. So you run inside, ducking under his legs, and you swiftly get yourself to the corner looking in his direction 15 feet away. Yep. I'm now going to attempt to use my whip to get the staff out of his hands. Would have been easier if he didn't know I existed. <laughs> okay. He will roll a strength save 
and you can roll an attack roll. I'm going to use inspiration. The target has a disadvantage on ability checks made with the chosen ability. Yeah, ability checks. Yeah, so this is a strength save. No, I don't. Okay, so as you strike it out towards him, it hits a piece of wood and you pull it back, uh, missing the target completely. I'm going to move further, another 15 feet to the opposing. Oh, um, that's exactly what I'll do. I will keep moving along and I'll be inside the room. Okay. So now we've got him on. So the two, you rush into this, there's this open living space area where the bugbear seems to be trashing, but then you slide into the one bedroomed area and you hide behind some of the the rotted palings in that area. Then brings us to these goblins' attacks. We could all die today. You watch as one of them comes to engage with you. The one you attack will remain engaged with you. Really? You watch as one of them is engaged with you. The other one stays behind you as well. And you watch as one begins making their way towards the side of the building where they see a lot of the ruckus. Uh, Both of them are going to attack you with short swords. Felix? First one's attacks. The highest one will be a 15. Two misses. So these two blades just sort of crisscross around you and you dodge that one. Uh, The next one, the highest one, is going to be a 16. All right, so two, four misses. How do you dodge these flurry of blades? Um... Just using my core stuff. Yeah, you do some deflections from behind and you start flicking these uh, different sticks around and you just hear this ting, 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 you deflecting these blows. Uh, the last one there is going to use his cunning action to dash and he'll jump over into the crops and he'll fire a bow at Halrod. Four. 17 plus 4 is 21. Fuck. Yep, that hits me. All right. Uh, you take six points of piercing damage as an arrow pierces you just under the armor and gets you into the side. That's their turn. That brings us then to Felix, then Halrod. Uh, so I'll just keep attacking these guys. Mm-hmm. Don't keep busy. 12. 12 is just a hit. I'll use my quarter staff for this one. Mm-hmm. Five points of damage. Nice. Go for the punch. 11. Uh, so 11 will unfortunately miss. Uh, is that your turn? Yep. All right. So your turn is over. You watch as these two goblins bear down on you and they both clink their swords together and just laugh. <laughs> How rod then Zendatus? I'm going to back up from Bugbear a little bit because, you know, he's just maced me. So I'm going to back up. I'm out. So you have to take an action to disengage if you don't want to take that strike. Can I use my reaction to... Up the armor class as he goes for the attack of opportunity. Uh yeah, yeah, because it's a new round. So I'm gonna I'm gonna retreat 20 faces and he's gonna go for his attack of opportunity. Yep. Natural 20. Uh 12 double to 24. So you take 24 points of damage. And I'm dead. Uh as you begin to run away, you watch as he horizontally slaps this mace across your back. Uh and as you hold up a shield to try and block it, it just crumbles across your shield. And this fire emanates across you and you fall down to the ground. And he looks towards the rest of you and he says, Who's next? Which one of you is going to taste the might of overbite and the black crown mace? Uh, that then brings us to Zendardus' turn. Yep. Uh, why trigger a reaction because he's already used his reaction. He's used his attack of opportunity, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well then I'll use uh, Cure Wounds on you, which is 1d8 plus my spellcasting modifier. Uh, you get 10 HP back. Nice. And then I'll also 
cast healing word on you. So I'll use two spell slots. You get a d4 plus my spell casting mod. Nine points of HP. So these stars illuminate around you uh, as you begin getting some energy back as Overbite seems to step over you to get to your friends. Being his turn now, he's probably going to turn around and go for Key. He turns around as he... and you hear his heavy footsteps beginning to thump on the stone. The attack is going to be a 14 to hit. Uh, miss. All right, so you watch as this cleaving mace just attacks the top of the door frames and basically levels it in half and begins to illuminate it in flame. You duck just in time to see all these wood palings carve across you and he says, come out, come out wherever you are. He's got a second attack and that's even worse. So the next one, as he slings it down onto the floor, you watch as it creates this crater, but you just dodge out of the way and you know that that's going to do some serious damage. Going to hurt hard, but that brings us to your turn. If I cast Minor Illusion, I can't do much after that because that's the main action, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Keep in mind as well, Minor Illusion usually only works if the person in front of you doesn't know you're there casting it. All right. Going toe to toe, bear bug. I resent that. (laughs) (laughs) I will attack him with my quarterstaff. That is 15. Misses. So as you stand up, your third form in this fiery, blazy farmhouse, you swing around with your stick, and as you hit him directly across the face, he turns his face to the side and looks back to you, and he says, Seriously? All right, I use inspiration. I attack my quarterstaff. That's two wasted inspirations with worse rolls. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that dialogue still stands. <laughs> um... Okay, I will use my last key point and I will use Step of the Wind. So you're going to disengage from that and run, correct? Yes. Yep. So just for your knowledge, this is now a half wall. Between you and Overbite is a half wall that's smoldering on fire. There is a broken window behind you that you could easily jump out of. And the doorway in front of you is pretty much blocked by the bugbear, but you can pass through him. He may get an attack of opportunity with you. Oh, no, he won't because you yeah. use your step of the wind. So I can pretty much go in any direction. Yep. And I can... Can I dash? As part of step of the wind, I believe you get... You you haven't used any movement yet on your turn, so you get your movement. I can... I can, disengage. I, get, I can disengage or dash. It so says. you have to pick. I have to pick. But you haven't so- used your movement. My jump distance is doubled. That doesn't mean anything. Okay. Well, then, yeah, you still have your movement, your feline agility, and a disengage with Step of the Wind, if you like. Yeah. So I am just going to basically bolt and move as fast to Felix as I possibly can. Okay. So I think I can even end up right next to him. You absolutely can with your Step of the Wind. So you just dash and disappear. We'll say thematically, you actually just vanish in a puff of smoke and land outside the window on the other side and you immediately look through and see where you were this shadowy billow of purple smoke just sort of emanating almost like your danger senses has entered and you begin just dashing towards where Felix is fighting these two goblins over the other side of the well is that your turn? I quickly say to Felix we're in big trouble man 
I'm pretty good out here. <laughs> Harold's on the ground. Zen is uh, somewhere in uh, some crop. And uh, yeah, no one's hurt this guy yet. Anyway, that's my update. All right. And that brings us then to the goblins turn, two of which are going to attack the cats. Yellow one on key. Uh, that's a natural one. And the green one on Felix. That is a 13. Misses. So these sort you guys back to back in this area now, almost like Iron Man 2 when Rhodey and Iron <laughs> Man do it. But you guys are just like dodging and blocking these various different attacks and you watch as Key rolls over the back of uh, Felix and blocks a, an attack that was just about to strike Felix in the neck. And then you guys watch as your hands erupt in this radiant light and just block away one of these attacks from one of the goblins and you two working in a pair is just a sight to behold. Uh, the last one is going to shoot an arrow at Zendardus. 13. Meets. Uh, that takes seven points of piercing damage as the arrow hits you uh, in the chest. And that's its turn. And that brings us to Felix's go. So I'm going to use my quarter staff. 17. <laughs> 17. That's a hit. Nine points of damage. That'll end it. Awesome. I'll then turn to the yellow one. And just use an off. So that's 24. Hit. Five. Five damage. Nice. So you roll over Key's back once again. You just swipe him into the knee and you watch as he crumples down to half his height. Halrod. Yes. Freshly up from a healing spell from Zendardus. Mm -hmm. You're lying on the ground. You look at the stars and you're seeing stars and you smell fire and you hear the smashing of wood and the grumbling of an angry bugbear. What would you like to do? So I can get up now? Yeah, it'll cost you half your movement to get up. So you'll have three squares of movement by the time you get up. Oh, no. Okay, so I'm still out of range of bugbear, which is fine by me. Um, I'm going to get up and I'm going to use my bonus action to neck a potion. Eight, eight total. Eight total. Yep. So you neck the potion, smash it, throw it onto the ground. 27, then I'm going to place my ass up. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck this for banquets. And I can still see Bugbear through the hole in the wall. Yep. Hey, ugly! I'm still in the fight! All right, you fire at him. That's uh, a taunt, bitch. <laughs> that's a nat 20, bitches. All right, roll your damage. Oh, uh, and he's still my sworn enemy. 38. 38, nice. So that arrow damages him severely. He's hanging on death's door. What does it look like as you fire after saying that line? Hmm, whiz the arrow through the fire and the flames. We carry on. <laughs> And as he spins around to face me, the arrow catches him in the neck. All right, as it catches him in the neck, you watch as this arrow begins to spin perfectly and almost creates its own vortex as it's surrounded by this energy. And as it hits, you almost watch as it sort of explodes the jugular on this bugbear and the wall is sprayed with blood. And he sort of stumbles a little bit and he goes, Alrod. Mimicking your cry from before. Zendardus, you're up. Uh, yep, I'm going to use my healing light bonus action or... So that's your turn. That brings us then to his turn. With his last breath and last might of energy, he's going to charge. He's going to charge like the Hulk does through the helicarrier. As he busts through the door, you watch as the fire just emblazons around him, him holding this mace in this upward baseball bat-like position, and he's going to go for the attack on Halrod. So the first one is going to be a... Uh, it's only going to be a 16. And then the next one is going to be the same. So he charges... Dodges horizontally, slams it into the ground. You watch as the crops around you just emanate in flame. Uh, Zendardus, you watch as a wall of flame begins to move around these dry crops and just separate you two with fire. 
as the attack takes place and there's just smoke billowing almost like Simba and Scar fighting in this ring of fire at the moment. Uh, that then brings us to Key's turn. Which which one of the goblins is, is weakest? Uh, green. green one's dead. Oh, green, oh, one's, green dead. one's dead? Yes. So there's only one left. Yep. I will attack the yellow goblin with my quarter stuff. Go for it. That is a 15. 15's going to hit. That is a seven. Very nice. Oh, he then. coughs and splutters, uh, but he's still alive. I'll go unarmed strike. Mm-hmm. 22. That's a hit. That's six. Six points of damage. Popped him right in the kisser. <laughs> All right, so at that, you punch this goblin. He's looking left and right, looking for an escape route. Uh, brings us to the goblin's turn. He's going to use his nimble escape to disengage, and he's going to... Use his action to disengage. Coming action, he's going to hide, but you watch as he scrambles up the tree and he looks down towards you guys and you can see him just hiding in the branches. This last one is going to take another shot at Halrod. Uh, it's going to be a 17 to hit. Nope. Nope. Uh, so you watch as the arrow just glances off your shield as it goes through the fire. As he makes that strike, you watch as he also runs away. You better run, squirrel. And he's going to use his cunning action to also climb the tree and try to hide. But you probably see him too. Because it's the same tree? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> same tree. You watch as this field begins to erupt in flame and the cracking of the house behind you seems to fall in on itself as smoke begins to billow up into the air. At that, we get to Felix Kitten's turn. Oh, no. Where could they have gone? I'm going to move to the tree. Uh-huh. And um, just standing there, I'm going to use my... Sun Soul 30 Sun Soul. Blast. Uh, 17. Hit. Eight points of damage. Very nice. One. He's gone. Oh, he's gone? Yeah, so you just blast him into smithereens, turns to ash, and you have <laughs> ash raining down on you from the tree. Um, you watch as the other goblin looks at you and goes, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've only got one more key point left, so I'm going to just use it to use my double attack. 15 to hit. Yep, hit. Points of damage. Very nice. So he gets caught up in some of the blasts as well and you watch as some of the leaves just burn away with radiant energy. Uh, brings us then to Alrod. One-on-one in this ring of fire facing your mortal nemesis. You watch as he drops the mace to the ground in his hand and you watch as he points to you and he says, This is the end of you, Alrod. I'll never see you again after this. You're quite right because you'll be dead. And what would you like to do? I would like to roll to smite this motherfucker into oblivion, and that is a 16. Uh, 16 is just going to miss. Ah! I'll so, take my inspiration. Go for it. Ah, uh, so it's an 18 plus 4, so it's a 22. Yep, that'll hit. So I'm going to level my um, bow at him again. 17. How would you like to kill him? You'll never terrorize this town again, bugbear. And then just knock the arrow and pull the arrow back and then knock it loose straight between his eyes. All right, and you watch as he goes for an overhead strike towards you, bringing it down, he says, we'll see about that. And as he brings it down, you watch as the arrow hits him, his body goes paralysis and he falls straight to the floor. You smell the burning of the crops around you as this fire continues to burn. And I might um, pick up the mace and take my movement to get out of the crops before I burn to death. Mm Mm-hmm. As you pick up the mace, you begin to move your way out of the crops. Run, Zen! The goblin looks to you and says, No, no, no hard feelings, surely. Let's just do my job. No. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Zendardis, you're up. 
Uh, I'm going to start using control flame to put out the fire. Yep. You watch as the fire begins to dissipate as the smell of ash hits your nose, the light beginning to wane as well. Key, you're up. Um, how, how's the pink goblin looking? Not so good. I will move. If I move up the tree 15 feet, so I've only got five feet between us, can I attack him? Yep. All right, so I'll do exactly that. Okay, so you claw up the tree doing that cat jump that you do like tigers do at Dreamworld, and then you go to uh, attack. Yep, I'll attack with my with my quarter star. Go for it. 22. Hit. Ooh, that's a good one. That is 11 damage. 11 damage will do it. So you watch as he falls out of the tree after you punch him in the face. And as you punch him in the face and he falls down to the tree, the fire dissipates. You will gather yourselves around this farmhouse. Alrod, you make your way over to group. Mm. Oh, I run past um, Felix and um, Key, throw the mace in their direction, say here, and go and get, mm, try and find group. You do find him, and as you do, he's dusty, he's bloody. And as you go to feel him, that looks like there is a thousand puncture wounds all over his body that seem to be bleeding. Uh, Almost check. like an arcane light just burst from within him and just shot out in every direction. Oh, so he's well and truly dead? You, without a medicine check, you can tell. Okay. He's gone. You also look at his hands and you can see three of the fingers are missing. Seem to be brutally lobbed off, but dead all the same. And you crumple over his body. There is a moment of silence and a wind that echoes. And it's at that moment you hear an applause. A clapping coming from a bush to your south. You look towards the south and you can see the bald, broken-nosed figure of Ornstone and two lackeys by his side. He looks to you all and he says, I told you you wouldn't see the last of me, cat. Now it looks like you have something very pretty on your hands there. And besides, you cheated. He points to Key. How? You owe me a page. I don't even know who you are. I've never met you. I'm insulted by that. Oh, shut up, you bald freak. I'll put an arrow between your eyes too. Looks like you're busy crying over spilt milk. I'll be crying over your spilt blood in a minute if you don't leave. He stands up and he says, You owe me a page and it looks like you can't defend yourselves. Give it to me. Can I walk out of the props and I go, oh, hey, it's that dude who got his ass kicked earlier. <laughs> As you say that and he goes, that's the one you used to cheat with. You got your healing spells all up in there and beat me senseless. Whereabouts is he exactly? Probably around this tree here to the south. I'm going to nonchalantly just walk up to him and punch him. <laughs> Roll your attack. Uh, 23. That'll hit. As you walk up to him, as you approach him, he says, we've been tracking you since you left Undercliff and we lost sight of you for a little bit after you entered the cross, but the blazing flame gave it a <laughs> And you punch him in the <laughs> nose and you're like, hey. With my radiant fist mm -hmm. for nine damage. You punch him in the nose and then you take a stance back and you hold your fists ready and you watch as he just sort of stumbles back and you feel the nosebleed coming. He's, he's just like looks up at you and he looks like in physical pain. Like more, you look at your fist and you're like, what the, like you shouldn't have done that much. And you watch as he's like in physical pain, he's like, uh, uh. 
and you watch as this green light begins to explode in his chest and permeate outward and you watch as he just splatters. You watch as his allies look and the same thing is happening to them and you watch as well as they just explode. Shit. What did you do, Felix? That wasn't me. That was me. Very impressive. A thorn in my side. It's good to see you again, Key of the Shadow. Yes, I saw you before. I've been in that quaint little head of yours. That's how I know that you have something that I want. And coincidentally, we found ourselves here together. You've killed my pawn, my lackey. Something I don't care too much about. You had to know that a target would be on your back if you carried them. So hand them over. What or makes I'll you turn think, you into soup. What makes you think he's dumb enough to have carried them here? What makes you think I was talking to you? I don't know. I can't tell which way your gooky eyes are looking. He looks back over to Key. It would be wise not to spare any of your nine lives today. He's five feet behind the two that you just destroyed. The behind? Three. Yeah. So I'm between him and Key? Yes. I turn the key and I say run. And I sit there I stand. I quickly say to Felix, he's got a temporal connection to me. And I touch my head. It's, 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 I don't have time to explain, but I don't think it's that easy for me to just run. But I don't have the pages. The world is small and I will find you wherever you run. If you want to throw your life away here today in the service of something that you believe is honorable, then by all means. One life means nothing in my grand plan. And I want you to select your words very carefully. Key. And he holds up two fingers. That page that you're looking for, I gave it to Arden before we came here. Oh, I know. But you still have some, don't you, Cat? You didn't think that, um, couldn't see it? And he taps his head. You can see everything that goes on in there. Every thought that you have. You can't lie your way out of this one. You've met your match. Perhaps you should have given these to Arden when you had the chance, but don't you worry, I'll be going to the Odyssey soon to get that one. My patience is wearing thin. Now I hand it over. I take the pages out and then I do a little trick. As you look at your hand after doing the trick, you watch as Delnak looks towards your hand and he says, Still practicing, are we? I'll give it to you. You're good. Oh, I'm better than good. I've seen time and time again people try to weasel their way around me. I was imprisoned for a very long time. I will see those that did so punished. You will not stand in my way. Well, Delnak. Coming from a fellow prisoner like myself, I understand where you're coming from. 
When you put me against a hard place in the wall, well, I won't, don't respond too well to that. Yes, but you also value self-preservation and I don't think you fully understand what I'm capable of. So what do you, what do you value more? Being right? Keeping what you possess today? Or becoming a puddle on the floor, forgotten to time? As I endure either way, this is your last chance. Choose wisely. Can I roll an insight to see if, like, just size him up? Yep. Ah, uh, 12. He's probably the most powerful thing you've ever seen in front of you. Here's what I say, Delnak. You may have these pages, but they'll be from my cold, dead hands. Come and get them. I will still, I will attempt to steal the pages. Slide of hand check, please. 18. You take them. You watch as Delnak's golden hand begins to flare green. Take two steps towards him. Place them around. Felix, what are you doing? He's being clever. You watch as the green hand dissipates and he levitates them up to his person. You watch as they slip within his robes. Well, now we can tell Arden where the three pages are. Goodbye. You mean two? You watch as he... (laughs) Vanishes. Well. Good news. Olivite's dead. Bad news. Delanac now has two of the tomb pages. Why did you guys have those? Shouldn't Arden or... I wonder. It's fine though. It's not fine. We now have a person who has unbelievable power, have two pages of a time of unbelievable power, who has now just told us that he's going to go and get the extra tomes of power that we already have. Yeah, but the the, the tome is guarded by the Wasoni Institute and the other one is under the guard of um, the Valiant Odyssey. There is no chance of life he is walking into those two structures and walking out. Well, did he not say that he was now going to get the one from Ard? Yes, but he's all blustered. He's not going to walk in there with a, in, a, in front of a guild full of adventurers. I have never met anyone that raised the power he does. Look, honest, I will. I will admit that his power is scary, and you've done the right thing here, keeping us alive to fight another day. But ultimately, I don't believe him to be a liar. 
If he says he's going to Arden to get that page, he is going to Arden to get I believe he could do that. We need to get back to the guild as quickly as possible. Oh, I, I do agree with that. But first, we have to take Groot back to Wondercliff. Of course. But then we must leave immediately. And we let, let the town know that um, Overbite is dead. And you'll never bother them again. And you got yourself a fancy new weapon there, Felix. At this, Alrod, you pick up the body of Group and carry him a small distance back towards the town of Undercliff. It being nightfall now, everybody in the festival seems to be a little bit worried about where Group might be because the eternal flame is definitely late in being lit. You take him to the back of the temple and enter from the back so nobody can see and you see the priestess that you had previously seen. His name is Vera. And as she looks to you and she sees that group is dead, she bows her head and she says, This cannot be hidden from the village. We thank you. We owe you a debt. For at least stopping Overbite and his lackeys from bothering us anymore. Group died a hero. He was, from what we overheard when we got there, they were trying to find something called the Sanctuary Sanctuary Pond. Sanctuary Pond. I couldn't hear the last word very clearly. They're looking for Mardol's Sanctuary. It is common myth that she held a place of healing and rejuvenation, but nobody's ever found it. They were very keen to find it. Sister, if you find any old scripture, like, can you send it to the Odyssey? Of course. First, the eternal flame needs to be lit. Our winter needs to hurry so spring's harvest can be fruitful. Okay, who do you want to do that? I will be the one. As you should be, sister. You're now the town's spiritual leader. She looks and nods and says, The burden I am willing to bear. You are welcome here whenever you choose. At least stay for the lighting of the lanterns. And then we'll bid you on your way. I'm sorry, but I can't. I need to get back to the guild now. That is your choice. Is there any farmer around here that I can buy a horse from? I'm sure anybody would be willing to take your coin for a noble steed. Thank you. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to leave. At that. Harold, you stay if you need to. Yeah, I'll stay for the lanterns. You guys get back to the the Odyssey. But I don't know what's happened here. I don't know if I should return to the... Mm. I need you, though. No. You heard what... Yeah, Key is right. You heard what uh, Delnak said. He's in, he's in Key's head. He'll know everything that's going on in there. Maybe you should stay. He should stay with you. Yeah, we'll... Bore his mind with some. I will bore his mind with some um, rural stuff, and hopefully he'll leave. He's head. You guys maybe just stay here and help out the village for now. Right. Do you want to go back with uh, Zindatis and Felix? So within twenty or so minutes, you find a farmer to purchase a horse from. Both of you on the same horse begin riding back with haste. Halrod and Key. You watch as. The woman named Vera moves up towards the podium 
explains to the crowd of people what had happened, that heroes from the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild had caused the death of Overbite and that the town was safe in the foreseeable future. He watched as the town had mixed emotions, mixed with sorrow but also hope, knowing that the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild was strong enough to best this foe and with their new leader they lit the eternal flame. And with that flame, children and farmers' families gather that flame and light paper lanterns. And the two of you watch as they float beautifully into the sky as families hold each other close. And the sound of a lute and a harp or nightly breeze brings everybody closer together. Key, I know you've had a hard time reaching out and trusting people. I've talked to Felix about it. I just want you to know you can always trust me. You know, I did what I did because, you know, having leverage is good. Trying to better my my position. I don't think there's a place for me at the Valiant Odyssey anymore. I think. Not as it currently stands, not until we get Delnak out of your head. I think I may need to go my own way. So, if that's how you what you feel you need to do, just remember. Once this is over, you, you've always got favours you can call in from everyone. Myself, Aris, at the Wissonia Institute. Maybe she can fix up the Delnak problem with your head and, you know, help you out in any other way you want. She owes us favours. Maybe. We'll head back to Cadmia, talk to Saharis, call in a favor, get your head cleared of Delnak, and see how we go. Whether you, you feel like you have a place or not at the, the Odyssey, you've become one of us now, Key. People revere you and look up to you. It's time you stop running, and it's the only time you started fighting for what's right. Felix needs you. Felix doesn't want to leave you in the Odyssey at this point. He looks at Harold and he says, when you see Felix again, tell him thank you for saving my life. And with that, I walk, get up and I, and I walk. You're making a mistake, Key. As you walk off into the night, the lantern light illuminating your body as you disappear into shadow. We cut to Zen and Felix, racing your way to Cadmia. You get to the city gates, it appears in no time. And by the time you get to the Odyssey Guild, you rush past Achilles who stands at the door and bust your way up to Arden Cassian's office where you can see him asleep in his chair. Arden. He opens his eyes immediately. Uh, you're back. Please tell me that the other two are not dead. No. You watch as he checks the lantern lights and he goes, Nope, all four of you are still alive. Apparently he's had another page of the book. <laughs> he holds up two fingers. <laughs> as you hold up those two fingers, you watch as Arden 
gives a nod. Guess who we ran into when- I can hazard a guess. Keys doesn't have two pages anymore. That is a problem for the morning. We will prepare for his arrival. That being said, I'm glad that you're both okay. He looks and he says, I predict that that Key will feel responsible. This will weigh heavily on his heart. So much so that he may he may attempt to leave. I foresee us needing him before this is over. Rest. And he gives a nod to you guys. And at that, you watch as the doors close of the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild. Alrod, you get a night's sleep in Undercliff before you eventually make your way back to Cadmia. That's nice to see they've kept my house in order. And as morning breaks, you watch as Key doesn't return. You watch as Halrod makes his way into the Valiant Odyssey Guild as Felix, you make your way out. Looking at the edge of the cul-de-sac for Key's return, you watch every person that walks in Seeing if it's key. You see Halrod. As Halrod returns, he silently moves into the back of the Valiant Odyssey Guild, but gives you a nod as he passes. And then you see four city guards moving in your direction. You watch as they make their way towards you. They hold out a piece of paper. And the one in front says, Felix Kitten. Hand you the piece of paper. You and Key are under arrest for the murder of Orn Stone. Follow us, please. You watch as two of them put their hand on your shoulder. That does it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Tune in next time to catch up with our heroes. And make sure you're also following our socials at Instagram so you can keep up with all the show announcements, artwork, episodes, and giveaways. We can't wait to hear from you. And remember, share this podcast to anyone who can't get enough of good stories, geeks out over narrative roleplay, and loves D&D. We'll see you next time.